Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the 42nd episode of Alchemy Answers. All right, let's hear it. How are your pubs been going, asshole? Whoa, man. Uh, now I just don't want to talk to you. You're just being really negative for no reason. No, but honestly, they have... I mean, I hit Divine 3 on Saturday. I won like Congrats, man. Four, proud of you for that. four double downs in a row or something like that. Uh, four double downs? What level is your compendium? Like 600, 500, something like that. I need to get more compendium levels. Um, but yeah, I don't know. The last the last week has not been great. Like ever since the weekend. I think I hit Divine 3 on Sunday maybe. And then the last two days I've just been in like Tilt City the entire fucking time. Just because I don't really want to play Dota. But I'm like, I have to keep playing Dota because I wanted to hit Immortal before TI. And so I have to play every day to get there. And so I've been playing like one game and being like, I'm not having fun. And uh, you can't I... lose your metal, right? Your metal no. can't go down. No. Okay. That's that's convenient, at least. Yeah. So. But so you're di you're divine three. You're almost there, buddy. Yeah. You're almost there. It's a few hundred, a few hundred MMR. What is your what is your rank, or what is your MMR? Forty eight. Forty eight. I think fifty three hundred is immortal these days. Yeah, it's like fifty three, fifty four. So it's not that far away, and to be perfectly honest, the games are like literally not different at all than <laughs> than like High Ancient. They're the same games for the most part. Uh, yeah, well, I'm sure. Okay. I mean, okay, so there have been. It, it kind of depends on where you get put. Sometimes I get put with like the High Ancient and like Low Divine. Sometimes I get put with Immortal people, and depending on which game I'm in, it's definitely different. But the stuff that I've been doing still works is what I'm trying to say. It's not like I need to necessarily play a whole lot different than I have been because I've been doing a lot of good stuff, but I do need to be consistent and I do need to make sure that I, when I do have a bad game that I actually look at why it was a bad game instead of just being like, that was a bad game. And if I do that, then it's not going to be very hard. The thing with the thing with ranking up is that, is that people tend to make the same mistakes up until low immortal and then and then people won't like fall for your shenanigans like you'll actually you'll have to change the stuff that you're doing but people are better when they're higher rank so sometimes doing good stuff will have good results but it won't be enough you know what i mean like some yeah. guy will hit a better black hole in the late game or he'll be there ready to hit a black hole in the late game because he's not as much of an idiot so it won't matter if you're doing necessarily the right stuff but i imagine between 4500 to what are you 4800 now you're probably between brackets yeah so what you're saying makes sense you would literally just queue into the like, same bracket yeah a lot of the it, time. it's but, like the same people except now i'm at the top of that area instead of at the bottom of it um and so yeah which means you sometimes have to carry harder but i don't know i've found that now that i'm 7k the games are easier because i can just play offline right and if i do well my people will carry me you know like yeah so that is one interesting point so i mean i'm saying that like my games this week haven't been good i've played like five games in the last two days or something like that and one of them I wasn't able to play support. I had to play core 
which I haven't played in months. So I picked Bloodseeker and I played fine, but I should have itemized differently. And the supports that we had on our team didn't place a single ward over the river. And I was just like, what the fuck are you guys doing? How how do you how do you instant about pick right? support and then not actually play support? Just let me play support. Oh, I support I, all the time and my pubs don't carry me. I don't. Twice. I, it's so hard to climb with supporting. Nah, dog, you just suck dick at support. Yeah, I don't want to play core. I want to play support. Let me play support because I know what I'm doing and you don't. But you know, so that was one of my losses. And then I think like the other loss. I mean, I've I've definitely been tilting my team a little bit because I've been getting these whiny people that like oh. mid, mid and carry, and they start whining, and I'm just like, oh, dude, just pl- bitching at them, calling them a baby back bitch. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, you're, I'm like, you're... Man, what are you doing? <laughs> exactly, I, I just start telling them that they're a pussy and they need to fucking shut up and play the game, and then they start feeding intentionally, and I'm just like, all right, man, you just proved my point. Go fuck yourself. But we also yeah. just lost the game. <laughs> Yeah, that's the problem. It's proving a proving a point in Dota is not very good at gaining you MMR. No, it's really not. Dude, that's, what, that's what I'm trying to tell Husky, man. Husky is getting so many of these games. He's like, man, I've looked at, you know, I've looked at what Fly is doing in pubs. I've looked at what all these people are doing in pubs, and it's the same thing as what I'm doing. You know, I'm warding camps. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. It's like, yeah, man, you're a really good support, but you call your team apes all the time. <laughs> like I. I played with him and people throw all the time because he's he's bitching at them and yeah I'm really I will say I'm really good at making my team throw so I need to just like you know reserve that for party queue or something like that instead yeah yeah um, <laughs> I mean on on my smurf I definitely for a long time was a lot more vocal like telling people what to do because you know I feel like I'm above that bracket so I can command the game sort of thing right it's just wrong <laughs> It's just wrong. You don't. You're not any better at at uh, you know getting a bunch of idiots to do shit. Like like you you didn't do that. You're not doing that in the high immortal game. Like I'm not doing that in the high immortal games. Why would I be able to do that? And and how how can I know anything about my captaining skills when I don't do it yeah. in high immortal? There's no there's no uh, there's no reason that I just all of a sudden be a better captain. I'm a shit captain. You yeah. know, and I, I would just cause people to, they try to do something, they get like nervous because they're being told to do something and then they screw it up and then they feel bad about it and they're just not even playing their own game. It, like it ruins people's, it ruins people's games. It does. There's, so. there's so many people who just want to armchair captain. And I mean, I will say that I think that captaining is one of my like big strengths. Like I'm very good at just kind of like seeing the game flow and be like, all right, let's go here now. And it's not like I'm, you know, telling people what items to buy all the time or like you, you have to go, you know, push out this wave so that we can go over here, but I'll just, you know, make observations. Hey, I think we can get Roche now. Hey, I'm putting wards here. Let's play in this area, that kind of stuff. And if I don't do that every game, then usually it's kind of a coin flip, whether we actually progress the game past taking the tier one towers or not. And so sometimes and this comes back to like motivation and wanting to play the game. I just really don't want to talk. And if that's the case, I probably shouldn't play the game at all. Or or play a hero that can like do all of those things alone, like Wyvern or something like that, who can push and carry fights and save people and scale to be a core. Like all these things have to be possible from your hero, unless like I'm willing to do all the things that make me a good support player. Yeah. Uh, fuck, man. I don't know. Dota's so complicated. Yeah. <laughs> somebody asked. Somebody asked me today. 
what what do I think that I, I would need to do to gain a thousand MMR to get another thousand? And I'm like, I don't know, man. I really don't know. It, it kind of, it kind of feels like right now I can get seventy five hundred without changing a thing. Because probably reduce your hero pool because you have like a as long as I'm spamming heroes, which super is, high vers versatility score. Uh, oh, I have a super high one. Yeah. Dude, I had nine or yeah. nine point nine. <laughs> That's early, ridiculous. Earlier this, this week, and I, it's so funny because I was like, I was coaching Ellie, because uh, she had lost a few games in a row, and she's like super depressed. She's like, I'm doing everything I can. I was like, All right, I'm gonna coach you right now and show you that you're not, because you know she just wants to get better. So right, it, it's 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 nice to honestly, you get to a certain point of Dota depression where. It feels good to be told you're doing something wrong because at least there's something you can improve on. Right. Because <laughs> I think a lot of people are like, I just can't do anything to win my pubs. I feel hopeless. And it's like, you're like, no, nope, you're an idiot. You did this wrong. And then that gives them hope because it's like, oh, I can change that. that that's that's, a, that's way, a way better feeling than stagnating. But um, where was I going with that? Oh, yeah. I was telling her. I was like, man, you're, you're picking like so many different heroes, Maranas and Crystal Maidens and shit. And I was going to go to my profile as an example. It's like, look at what I'm picking. And then I was 9.8 versatility. Oh my an God. entire page of different heroes. And it's like, oh, this is why I've been losing. <laughs> <laughs> I just, you don't realize until it's a... Uh... Okay, to be fair, to be fair, I feel like I have a pretty legitimate uh, reason for it. I was testing things to see what was good on the patch. Sure. Like, I hadn't had a, a feel yet for what the good heroes are. Now I do. Now I have a pretty good idea. I feel like Enchantress offlane is good. I feel like Ogre offlane is good. Luna offlane is good. Pudge is a good hero. Pudge is a really good hero, legit, legitimately. Better yeah. four, I think. Enigma offlane is good. You know, I, I have these different opinions that I've built from uh, from testing things out. From testing things out, and I right. wouldn't, wouldn't have been able to do that without having high versatility. But yeah, if I spam Pudge, I'm, I'm pretty sure I could get to like 7.5k. Not because I'm a good Pudge, but just because I'm a 7k player and I'm playing one hero. 8k i'm not sure i haven't gotten that high yet but it's the same it's the same games you get you get the exact same players yeah i i think on like from what i can tell the only reason that you wouldn't be able to hit 8k is just your own belief in your skill because i think that you often underrate how good you are at the game because like thank you donnie i appreciate that. no I, i'm being serious like you actually you do all these things right and like you're clearly good enough because you go on these like 15 game win streaks in these high immortal games it's like no fucking problem but then you're like oh, man i'm just like so many levels below like these pro offlaners there's no way that i can get to like top 50 or top 10 or something like that but i think that's bullshit to be honest i think you just like maybe maybe not top Sorry. 10 maybe you're not a top 10 player but i don't think there's anything that's holding you back from hitting 8k at all like it's just consistency for the most part thanks buddy Appreciate that. I'm seven point two right now. Yeah, uh, I, I guess I guess the one thing that I want to hammer home, is, it just because it's an interesting point, is that I found it so much harder to climb from six point five k to seven k than to climb from, like, to climb two hundred MMR in like six point five k bracket is so much harder than climbing two hundred MMR at seven k. Because that just because of the variance in the games. I think if you're good, yeah, yeah, it's it's like. I don't know if it's my role or if it's just, it shit gets weird at that and at the tail end of a of a distribution, you know. Mm -hmm. 
I just I just get all it's just all the same players. I'm guaranteed to have like a good game of Dota with with you know ten players that almost guaranteed. It's the matchmaking algorithm has been a little bit wonky lately, but you're almost guaranteed to have a really good game. And all you need to do is just like play a good offlane. Whereas in the lower rated games, I do some last pick like store mid and just feed <laughs> shit like that. But it's like I have to go mid because you know I'm rank a hundred and a game with a bunch of rank of thousands, which doesn't sound that bad, but that's like a thousand five hundred MMR difference or something like that. Right. And I think one kind of key point there is like mid is your secondary role, I would say. Like because you play brood and you play storm. Mine? Yeah. I no, mean, no way. No way. No? Uh, my secondary role support. Well, okay. I mean I, I play I play like brood. That's all I play mid is brood. I play a shitty storm. I have like a forty percent win rate on storm. <laughs> Well, like my storm is bad. I enjoy storm. I play Tinker and Brood mid. Yeah, that's it. I guess it. I guess it's more just a symptom of where you are at in the distribution because the difference between a rank a thousand and a rank one hundred is literally two thousand MMR, which is like putting an archon against a divine player, basically. Yeah. So that's like just there. There sometimes aren't people. Yeah. From you know top 100 to 200 queuing because it's so few people. I mean it's less than 200, yeah. and there's a lot of Smurfs and like accounts that are just rank sitting that don't play. There's mm. so many rank, like a hundred rank sitting accounts. Yeah, that just, that just got high rank and like were sold or people play party queue and don't play, don't play ranked or like pro players that don't even play ranked. Like you know, sometimes like RTC and Sumail don't even play. They just go weeks without playing ranked because they're just playing scrims and stuff. Yep. Hey, all right, so let's get into this show. So, Shadow says, is Bounty Hunter offlane in a decent spot right now? I think so. I think it's, I think it's pretty good. I, I have yet to try it. I want to try it. It's on my list for heroes that I want to try. Uh, and I, I think that the fact that BH offlane is more likely to skip the invis and go for a point in the shuriken and use the shuriken to harass and kill people... I think that makes him a good offlaner with the with the shuriken buff. That hero's always had mana issues, so I love the mana change to him. And the base damage is great. I mean, the hero. Yeah. If you I, want a last hit with him, you need base damage. I I don't know if I love him as an offlaner. I feel like if you're gonna run him as an offlaner, then you absolutely have to have like a hard stun. Or hard, no, like a hard stun initiator as your one or as your four. Okay. Because, because otherwise it's extremely hard to take fights and that's what bh sure, wants sure. to do is just fight all the time anyway so. i think also you need some scaling you need some like pretty hard scaling in one of your supports yeah i think one like a warlock or something yeah definitely I, I i really like the idea of pairing bounty hunter with a support that really likes scaling like a warlock for example who benefits from items or pairing it with a core who doesn't have very good farm, like flash farm, but is really strong during the mid game. So like maybe like a CK or something like yeah, that. Right. Yeah, because yeah. then you can just like run people over and CK is like, oh, I wouldn't have this much farm if I was just strictly farming right now. Yep, yeah, sure. So yeah, I, I, agree. I, I think that's probably the way to go. I think, P I think BH is an incredibly good pub hero. Yeah, super but good. The thing with BH is in pro matches, it's either feast or famine with that hero because you either are winning and you get a ton of gold and you win even more, or you're losing and you don't get any gold from track and BH is useless. But in pubs, you almost always win fights even when you're losing. And on, if you're BH, that can lead to a huge snowball. It's it's crazy. So I think for pubs, BH is, is much better. Uh, competitively, we'll see. We'll see. Yep. So 
Shadows. Oh, by the way, Donnie. By the way, I had a thought. What was it? Okay, it's gone. I'll try to remember later. Uh, Shadow said, "What are the best arguments when your friends start saying League of Legends is better?" I get outnumbered like fifty to six in my server. Feels bad, man. I've never played it, so you can just tell them that Dota Alchemy has never played League of Legends, and therefore Dota must be better because I would. I would just make the I would just make the argument that just explain to them the concept of some of some Dota heroes, you know, explain to them nature's prophet or Dude, mother. she can walk over walls on web. They and, just came out with a new hero that is literally Mars. His his name is Pantheon. He has a shield and a spear. He throws the spear. He blocks damage with the shield. It's a joke. It's like, Let me Google this. They're legitimately just copying what Dota does. So let's see. Let's see. Uh, Comet Spear works relatively similar to Pike Q's Bone Skewer without the pullback component. <laughs> oh. Okay. But uh, there was a video that I saw oh, they, actually. They reworked Pantheon. Oh, maybe that was it. I don't know. Maybe I'm dumb. Maybe maybe he was already in the game. <laughs> like I said, I don't play it, so I have no idea. I just saw some update about Pantheon. I was like, oh, new hero. Oh wait, it's actually Mars. So maybe Mars? Dota. Maybe Dota stole from League of Legends. Who knows? Mars is a good hero, man. But um, as far as the the Dota lol uh, argument. I mean, first of all, just look at that. It's like, you say lol, it's just laughing at the game, versus Dota, it's like, dank as dank on the ass, or something like that. Yeah. Um, but then, more than that... That sounds, that sounds much better than laughing out loud, dank on the ass. It does. <laughs> Definitely does. I think Donnie just won you every League of Legends argument ever. Exactly. Like, the argument is officially over. <laughs> But uh, I did see a video recently that really pissed me off, which is that there was this dude who was a jungler, I believe. But instead of being a static jungler, he played the game as a roamer. And so he went from top to bottom and, and top to bottom and bottom to top and to mid. And he ganked a bunch of different lanes. And he's like, he was like a top 400 player or something like that on their ladder. So really, really good at the game. And he was he was in a game with this huge streamer, and the streamer was flaming him for playing roaming because normally in league jungling is this role where you literally just like try to out efficiency the other jungler, and that's basically all you do until you join the fight. And so roaming is something that nobody does. And this top streamer was flaming him for that. And after the game was over, he reported him, and then he was bragging about it on stream. He's like, "I'm gonna message my guy at Riot and have you banned." From playing the game and he was so they banned this guy who was playing a non-meta way of playing jungler and winning with it for doing that basically that guy's a griefer man that's like people, people picking alchemists in my pubs they should be banned unless, unless they're on my team and winning the mmr those exactly. guys shouldn't be banned. exactly so that was literally what they banned him because he was innovating and it was working so yeah i agree with that i like, agree with that like oh. if, if that's your policy Get, go away dude like that's that's so stupid how speaking of, <laughs> that kind of reminded me for whatever reason we need to do another uh predictions video because the heroes have changed they released a patch 
we need to do another predictions video. Oh yeah, yeah. You just it want, is now. You just want it more is now, views. <laughs> it's what? You just want more views, but sure. We okay, can... number one, more views is great. But then somebody, people, I've been, people have been asking about it. All right, we can do a revised one. People are like, dude, heroes have changed. Valve has done the unprecedented, and they've released a patch two weeks before TI. So. More views for us. That's unfortunate. All right. Uh, ZTOQ says, actually ZTO, not Q. The Q is question. Uh, my team wants to fight in a bad position with some heroes not present when we don't have any items. They won't listen to my arguments and they fight anyway. Should I join? I feel like pushing other lane is more beneficial than participating in a bad fight, but people will get salty over it. More often than not, the answer is yes. Let your team feed. Let them die. Use them, use them as space, especially if you're a hero who is good at taking space, a.k.a. you scale into the late game pretty well, a.k.a. you're basically any hero in Dota that's not, I don't know, Crystal Maiden or something. Even she scales pretty well. She has an attack speed talent, and her ult's crazy. Uh, so, yeah, most heroes, you just don't show up to stupid fights, and that makes those fights less stupid because then you're taking the space from your team. You're allowing it to be space. It's so game-losing to show up to... To fights that are game losing <laughs> yeah i mean so, yeah. it's it's pretty simple logic puzzle like can we win this fight if the answer is no then don't take it and if your team takes it so be it like but you do have to be objective not just like emotionally attached to the, the idea that your team is dumb look at sure. the fight look at the fight evaluate whether you actually can win it or not and then make that decision but like if the decision is we can't win this fight then there's literally zero reason to ever show up i mean like is it is it on a shrine is it is it under your tower is it too far away that you're not even going to get there in time has one of your most important heroes died the fight is bad to take now there's a lot of considerations that you need to make but it's actually usually it's pretty obvious if a fight is good or not is the enemy team doing something stupid if yes then take the fight if they're not doing something right. stupid then you're probably doing something stupid. Don't take the fight. Yeah, it's actually better to lose a lane of racks than show up to a fight that you can't win in your base. Yes, yes. Otherwise, you just lose the entire game. Yeah, I mean, there are certain scenarios where it's like, sure, you can you can kind of fight where you like are delaying them. But again, that's just a judgment call. If you show up, can you like spam out the wave and like waste their time until your teammates respond? Or is showing up going to make your team like dive in and just feed the game away? Like Souls, Souls respondent said people will get salty if you take a fight you know you can't win and feed to. Do you think we'll win the game? Fuck what your team thinks unless they prove themselves to be capable capable by their actions. Yeah, I agree. Like generally, people in Dota just think their opinion is God's will, and everything else is just you know mental. So yeah, you, you can't. You can't bend to the beck and call of your team. There's no way in Dota. Like everybody's so insistent that their opinion is correct, and everybody is wrong, including immortal players. So, yeah, unless it's Arteezy, you, you don't you don't go fight. Unless you think it's good, then you go fight. Uh, Vasilios says, "Question: I've struggled recently as a safe lane support against Pitlord. Once he gets Soul Ring, he just pushes Wave into Tower." And if my carry can't tank any creeps, then our lane is screwed. How do I handle this, assuming I've picked unfavorably? A, uh, E.g. AA slash Spectre, uh, Pitlord slash Lion. I think... I think it's AA and Spectre versus Underlord and Lion. Oh, okay. Okay, versus. Right, 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 right. Okay, so... I feel like you I, should be able to out-trade the Lion with that. With Sure, with AA. I mean... 
that's not a winning lane though. You can't you can't yeah. you can't win that lane. You just you just pull and try to get your Spectre some farm. Like the point of Spectre is she gets kind of sacked and is just tanky. Yeah. Um then at a certain point you can probably just leave and do other things and let your Spectre just sit under tower farming with some with some regen or some you know, soul ring plus phase boots, something like that, and your spectre, your spectre will be fine. And then eventually, spectre leaves the lane, and you give the lane to somebody else. But yeah. uh, I don't, I, I don't see how that lane beats a pit lord or or lion. There's, there's no way. That's a, that's a lane where at the very best you're happy with going even. Yeah. So you just, you just tr try to kill the lion as much as you can. You use your AA stuff on the lion until he's out of regen. Then you can maybe use it on the pit lord, but. You know, he should have a decent amount of regen, especially if he rushes for like soul ring components. He's gonna he's gonna start with like six tangos at least of regen. Yeah, that's not a winning lane. Yeah. You just pull. I think you it's pretty pull. pretty straightforward. Yeah. Like you you try to trade down the lion so that he can't be aggressive on your Spectre, and then as soon as the game gets to the point that you mentioned specifically, which is where Underlord is just shoving the lane and you can't deal with it, leave. Your Spectre free farms, that's fine. Like, Spectre, if your Spectre's farming in a game, you're cool with that. Spectre's a, Spectre's a hero who thrives on just getting destroyed in the lane and then coming back by being, you know, the best late game carry in Dota. Yeah. Um, just a quick follow-up question from chat. Why are people going Sol Ring on Spectre? Uh, because it gives you everything you need on that hero. It gives you a regen. infinite amount of spectral daggers which allows you to farm a lot faster it gives you regen to sustain in the jungle and Strength. it gives you some tankiness so that you can use your uh, uh what's it called dispersion a little bit better and just like survive longer yeah that's a that's such a great spectre item i'm surprised people just recently started picking it up it makes so much sense on her uh, Ken Ryoku says, hey guys, thanks for your input on the submit of replay and answering my questions. Here is my question for today. Normally when I play five support, I almost always get two sets of tangos, share two with my mid, a south, two wards, give one to offlane, one to mid, a mango and a clarity and two iron branches unless I need a sentry for my lane. I guess it's okay. But what other situations should you buy different starting items? What else is acceptable as a position five support? Always well, buy a sentry. I was going to say, I think I think century starting with a century is extremely effective. You don't need the branches uh, first but and with, foremost. With with that being said, you can go look at Fly and what he builds in every game, and it's almost always the same stuff. Yeah, like there's not much diversity when it comes to what position fives are buying these days, just because you don't have options. You have to buy the wards. You have to buy the. Well, I was going to say the curry. The curry is fifty gold now, right? Yeah. So you just go. I mean, this is. I'm obviously not fly, but I play basically exclusively five support, and I've been winning with it. I go courier, two wards, sentry, two tangos. Uh, I think it leaves you enough gold for a mango and a smoke, and that's usually what I go for. Let me look up what fly. What fly is going? I'm. Pr I'm pretty sure he's just doing. Does the same thing in every single game. Husky told me that. I'll take his word for it. But let's see. On so okay, so he played Silencer, and he went. I oh, can't see starting items on Dota buff, right? Sometimes you can't. It has to be parsed, otherwise it doesn't show up. Builds. Let me see. Let me see. Sentry, Sentry, Tango, Smoke of Deceit, Observer Ward. <laughs> yeah. That's it. He bought OBS and Sentries. And he bought tangos and sentry. I, I think he was against the sand king, so he just bought 
Yeah, so three centuries. he bought that, three centuries and then a, oh, totally. a bunch of regen. Totally. If you're against a sand king, a treant protector, um, a weaver, a hero that basically relies on being invisible for the first couple of waves, just show up to lane with two or three centuries and you're going to win the lane. Like it's it's pretty straightforward. Otherwise, I think the, the items that you mentioned are exactly what you do as a five. The the point being is like the iron branches, while they are good items at that point in the game they end up you end up trading vision basically or um essentially like having two more stats is going to have way less impact than an additional century ward or having smoke. a cap to pull like you, yeah, you, exactly the cap is the most important thing you need the cap exactly. that's the reason why the safe plate is is the safe plate is that is that easy camp so you got to get that thing unblocked uh worst case scenario like yeah the the, the branches really are just to put down and have more tango regen at the at the very most so and you I mean, it's still good yeah. sure but it's not as good it, and like as a five just die if you need more regen <laughs> like you don't need the branches for more regen just die yeah you you fives don't really need anything you just want like consumables yeah that's it uh okay approach says You should probably go mangoes or even stout on ogre. Yeah, sure. D depends on the hero. But for like banes and silencers and these kind of just generic position fives, always it's always the same. Yep. Uh, Henrik say says, uh, let's say the enemy tier one towers are down and you as a support are holding a couple of observer wards. Team isn't willing to participate in a smoke attempt in order to gain control over either shrine area. I tend to go for greedy wards on the edge of the shrine high ground, which is often dewarded. Is it worth it to have the wards in the inventory for that moment that you eventually gain access to those high ground areas, or is it okay to be greedy sometimes? I would say almost always you don't want to go with the, the greedy wards unless you're looking to play around them, just because it can be so devastating to get an area dewarded and then you don't have wards for five minutes, and then you just lose in that five-minute window. Like five minutes in Dota is an eternity, man. You, you, you can lose an entire game in five minutes easily. Mm -hmm. So generally going for those just cliff wards and i know what you're talking about when you put it like right on the high ground because you don't want to walk up the high ground uh if you're ever going to do that you want to put one ward on the high ground to know that you can walk up and then walk up and put another one that's that's not going to get dewarded yes. generally if you're placing like two to three wards in really easy to deward areas that's a risk man but if you're placing one in order to allow yourself to get deeper and then you place two or one in a in good undewardable spots that's a sweet spot. Uh, also, feel free to solo smoke to do that. Yeah, that's solo smoke. Use by quelling by quelling blade in order to cut trees. Like, do whatever you can to get those wards down and get them undewardable. There's a lot of spots that you can QB trees on high grounds and just in areas like in the river uh, next to the Roche pit, where you can put wards like in the river and it won't get dewarded. And it's it's super effective. The worst thing in Dota is is to to lose all your vision for a, a long period of time. Super dangerous. Yeah, also, if you find yourself getting deward a lot, then just switch it up and sacrifice a little bit of vision for having the ward be, you know, out of their sentry range. Like, um, I really do like the point that you brought up, which is that placing more than one ward. Like, sometimes you put a ward in a pretty obvious spot that gives you really good vision of the area so that you, you know where you can go safely. And then you put a much more difficult ward to deward um, kind of covering the same area, but also covering a little bit deeper. 
And yeah. then they'll find the easy one and they'll be like, okay, we got the vision. And then you have the vision still there, which is like pretty overpowered because they're like, well, we just dewarded. How do they know that we're here? Usually, usually the way that supports will ward is they'll try to have one ward where the enemies are and then they'll carry two wards into like, so they'll ward their jungle with one ward. And then they'll try to ward two spots in the enemy jungle. And they'll have one ward in like a pretty easy to deward spot and then one ward in a really hard deward spot. And then that way when you leave, that one ward that doesn't get dewarded becomes the one ward that's in the enemy area. And then when you play in your jungle, you're playing around two wards again. Yep. Like you'll put two new wards in uh, hard to de one easy to deward, one hard to deward spot. The easy to deward spot should be in a like very convenient location though. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so... George says, can you put these four objectives into an importance hierarchy? So he says, enemy offlane tier two. Okay. Uh, enemy top shrine. Enemy bot shrine. First enemy tier three. No opportunity to get racks. Roche. I'm kind of confused because you can't take the shrines without taking the tier three. So yeah, there's yeah. no way that those can be higher priority. So let me think. Enemy offlane tier two. So that's that's basically a worthless tier two. That does not yes. do that much for you. That tier two that tier two goes goes to the bottom auto automatically. Yeah, I would say tier three followed by the Roche Shrine, followed by the other shrine, followed by that tier two. Yeah, if you if you if you have a choice, if you could let's say like just in importance, the tier three lets you take both the shrines which lets you get roche yeah. because they have no shrine to tb2 so if you take a tier three it basically means you've roche control for the rest of the game yeah so and and that's got to come before the shrines of course because you can't get the shrines without the tier without the tier three like the tier three gives you easy access to both the shrines um yeah. honestly just with how easy well i guess this is not important this is just importance this is just important so easiness i got i have to ignore easiness because that's not part of the constraints of the question. Um, so let me think. So bot shrine, top shrine. So killing their, killing the top shrine is better. Unless because yeah, it's the unless rush, you're it's the rush shrine. So if if the if the shrine is radiant, killing the top shrine is really 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 fucking good because that's their triangle shrine, which is the safest area on the map for them to farm and their triangle is the best place on the map for you to take control of the game playing the fly spot or the the triangle is just is is a like strategically the best place possible and then also the top shrine on radiant is roche so the radiant top shrine is the best shrine to take yes if you're dire it's more even because the top shrine is the jungle shrine no you're you're, talk your you're talking about if you are dire it is better to take the radiant shrine the radiant top shrine yes. is really good to take. It's the best shrine in the game. If you are if you are radiant and you had a choice between the jungle shrine, which is the roche shrine, which is the top shrine, or the triangle shrine, which is the offlane shrine, those are both pretty pretty even, I would say, because kind of depends on the point of the game. Shrine, what? Kind of depends on the point of the game. Is roche spawning? Take the roche shrine. Yeah, if roche is spawning. If you're playing more of like a farming game, then letting them just play in their jungle and taking control of their shrine area can be the most game-winning thing. Yeah. So I would say because 
it's even on Dyer and on Radiant, it's leaning towards Top Shrine. The answer is just Top Shrine. It would go. You're getting so, order... so overly analytical with this. <laughs> so the so the order the order would go tier three, uh, Top Shrine, Bottom Shrine, top shrine and then Roche. But Roche would come first if you're Radiant. <laughs> And then the offlane tier two. I'm not forgetting anything, right? Oh, you forgot the other shrine. Oh yeah, uh, the other shrine. Then the tier two last. That's what I would say. Yeah. He asked, man. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Follow up. Can you put all objectives into no. an important hierarchy? Oh my god. No. <laughs> oh, no. no, we can't. That took me so long. No, we can't. So we're not going to do that. We'll we'll do it this way. Tier one mid, most important objective in the game. Because the first one that you should take is the most important one out of the first ones that you can take. I can tell you the order. Actually, the sorry. First bounty spawn, followed by mid-tier one, followed by safely in tier one. Right? Yeah. And then, man, maybe even safely in tier two. Safely like, in tier two. Yeah, yeah. it's it's... It's safe lane tier one, mid tier one, safe lane tier two. Sometimes those are swapped in order. Reorient the map, get the bounties, take the off lane tier one, take the off lane tier two, take the mid tier two, control enemy jungle, smoke into your own jungle, kill them, D ward, smoke back into their jungle, kill them, D ward, take Roche, end the game. That's how you play Dota. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Nice. Uh, okay, so uh, Chevra says top three position one heroes of TI9. God, that's so much easier of a question. <laughs> yeah. Screw you, Eddie Mercury, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I love it, man. All right. Alchemist, Naga Siren, Klinks. Um, I agree on Naga Siren. These are it's position one. So, um, are you Alchemist? Are you saying Alchemist in the safe lane? Absolutely. Okay, cool. Because I, I haven't been playing in seven K pubs. Dude. No, 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 no. No, I was gonna say because I have seen a lot of people playing safely in Alchemist. I hate it. So I hate it. Yeah, I agree. I was gonna say safely in Alk. Um, I think you're also right on Naga Siren, and then you're gonna say Luna. Uh, mm, he's gonna say Luna, boys. I don't he's think so. Luna. I don't think so. I'm thinking of one other position one that I've been looking at a lot. Um, I'm gonna say Lycan actually. I think hmm. I think Lycan's gonna get picked a lot at TI. I'm gonna take a moment here to vent about this Alk bullshit. So the the reason it's so dumb that he can do what he does. So what you do is you just you play safely now. You go jungle at like four minutes, three yep. minutes or something. Leave a support the lane and. You, you farm the fastest, you know? No hero is gonna outfarm you if you're just hard jungling and nobody's dealing with you. But once you're six, it's so hard to kill an alchemist who is farming because yep. he's he's six and it's in his own jungle and he's got to support playing the lane. And then you get the Radiance, right? The Radiance makes you farm so quickly. Then you pick up an Assault Curas, which that should match up with your level 15 talent, which gives you 50 damage. And then you have the Radiance damage as well. And then you have the Radiance, which makes you harder to kill and makes you able to, like, run people down in team fights, and, you know, gives you magic a little bit of magic damage. So this guy right-clicks as hard as... Did you know Alk has the highest potential DPS in Dota because of his BAT? Yeah, his like, BAT is stupid. This hero 
is the old elk. He farms as quickly as the old elk, if not quicker, because he's played in the safe lane. He's played in the safe lane, so you're not committing mid to a matchup that can be totally dumpstered because it's perfectly fine for a safe laner to leave to go jungle. That's, That's fine. That's true. For a mid laner, not so much. So, but but here's the thing with going the left talent tree, with without going the magic build, he doesn't fall off. And because of the Aghanim synths and the moon shards, you... It's like old Alk, but it's not a timing thing. He just outcarries everything, but also faster. So if you pick Alk against a Spectre, you literally can't lose. You actually can't lose. It's fucking bullshit. <laughs> you have you have to end the game on an Alchemist, or he literally can't lose because he outscales every carry and faster. <laughs> <sighs> Um, like that's not reasonably okay. Yeah, I saw um there was a Battle Cup last weekend where Team Liquid was playing Battle Cup and they played against a Zai, Crit, Gork, Stormstormer and FNG stack in the grand finals. Yeah. And Liquid ran Miracle on Safe Lane Elk and they lost all of their other lanes. <laughs> like mind control got pooped on. Um, Weeha did fine, I guess, in the mid lane, but he wasn't having like an exceptional game. I think he ended up going like Lotus Orb on Storm Spirit, so he was not he was not getting damage at all. And they basically just allowed Miracle to completely free farm for twenty five minutes, and, and then, then it's just over. And then, it's over. Yeah, and he was Once he was have... strictly one v fiving, and he didn't. There was no Manta. He didn't go BKB. He went Radiance, and then he went Solar Crest, and then he went. I believe he went Blink Dagger, and then he went AC. And then yeah, people go. People will go solar AC. They'll also go Scotty. Yeah. Scotty's in. Yeah. Too. So yeah, it was it was solar AC Scotty. I believe was the itemization tree. Nope. Dude, it's crazy because it's and like, they had an Omni Knight behind him to give him heavenly grace. Like oh man, thank God, thank God it's an alchemist, right? He's not gonna kill your towers. And then this motherfucker walks up and he's like, do 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 do. Your fucking tower dies in in two seconds because he has actual damage and actual tower damage. Yeah, and it's then it's not like this old Alk where he's just this magic damage. Oh, I'm tanky. I'm frontlining. I need somebody else to hit towers for me because I'm a pussy. No, he's he's a beast. Oh, and then he has a forty percent cleave talent, which literally makes him Sven. Except he has he's a Sven with a mask of madness and a permanent echo saber, basically. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, the amount of damage that he does with that build, like right click damage, it's for pretty, how fast pretty scary. he attacks, pretty scary. Is not reasonable. <laughs> if he stuns one person, it's like they're dead. Yeah, you know they're done. Especially with an AC and a Solar Crest. It's like AC yes. Solar Crest and Acid Spray. They have like minus 25 armor and you're doing like 300 damage but for right click. But <laughs> also make him incredibly tanky as well. Like yep. they're, the, they're the items that do both. Yep. That's what people call it. Like Scotty makes you ultra tanky. Um, Heart gives you damage and makes you ultra tanky because for some reason it amplifies your your regen. It's it's crazy. It, it's, it's one of those things where I feel like people probably should have gone for that build in the past, but... It just wasn't something that people were doing. Right. But now that everybody's seen it, you, you can't you can't go for the other build. You it's can't terrible. unsee it. You can't unsee it. It's so terrible to go for the other build because it's like, wouldn't you as soon as he gets an AC and a radiance, the game is over. The yeah. game is legit over against an owl. And and then by the time you take the next team fight, he's got a BKB. And then the next fight he's got a Scotty. It's like, man, we're fucked. My my <laughs> my Spectre has just a radiance. Yeah. 
I personally think that early Radiance Inspector is not very good. I think the hero is pretty good at fighting early on. How do you outcarry a hero who has six items by the time your carry has one? Spirit Vessel? Cross your fingers? Yeah, and, he, and he just purges it with his like seven <laughs> purge items that he... I've seen that too. People go... People will go Manta or BKB if there's a Spirit Vessel. Yeah. And then it's, it's just like, you can see the Spirit Vessel. It's like, I see that you have a Spirit Vessel, and then you hit two jungle camps, and then you have a full BKB because it's Alchemist. <laughs> it's un unbelievable. Anyway, I'm going to get off this Alchemist train right now because it's 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 going to be like the fucking Ice Piercer or Snow Piercer, whatever it is. It's a train going for generations, you know? Yeah, I remember when we were debating during our... Speaking of those TI predictions that we're going to have to revise, remember when we were debating whether there was going to be enough Alchemist picks? 100%. <laughs> I am certain. I'm certain. All, that all the GPM talents, potentially all of the kill talent, or all, all the kill predictions, all the GPM predictions, average GPM, probably average last hits too. Like... <laughs> I have not I have not seen Alchemist lose. I've not seen this new build Alk lose. I just played with an Alk. We lost every single lane. And he's just like, give me five minutes, guys. We gave him five minutes. He's 1v5ing. Yeah. Do you think it's he's ridiculous. Gonna, you think he's just gonna be first banned every single game? Maybe. We need to make a video on this, actually. It's like it's such easy MMR right now. I actually have the full uh liquid replay already downloaded like I was watching it. So there you go, dude. Get that shit out. Get that shit out there because I'm I mean, telling I'll you. I mean, I'll try. I have so many videos to make. We can be the YouTubers <laughs> that brought this to the masses, and everybody, everybody will be like, oh, the Dota Alchemy build. When really, it's like, it's this build that's already a scourge in pubs. But you know, it's like, no, it's, we, the, it's the Dota Alchemy build. It's the Dota Alchemy. Be, dude, that's you. What, didn't I do a video last? Yeah, you're next. You're next. Do that, man. What are you that's talking about? I just released a video today. <laughs> Which one? The Skillshare one. Oh, that's out? Yeah. Are you sure? It's how to break the mid meta. I just put it up. It's about oh, it's about forty one minutes ago. Visage and Huskar complete cancer against the mid heroes that people are playing right now. Oh, I've been seeing people play a decent amount of Visage. Yep. Is this this, this is the Skillshare video? Yep. All right. Cool. Cool. Ooh, that's got a good amount of views. It's because it's a good video. It's one of my best videos I've made in a while. I'm proud of you, man. I'll do the Alk video then. I'll do the Alk. The thing is, people are going to bitch at me. People are going to be like, oh, this Jenkins is overhyping this. Um, I will, I'll, uh, I'll send you the, the, the match ID. I have it actually in Notepad right now. Sounds just, good. Just to make sure you have it. Because I think it's going to expire pretty soon. Yeah, yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. Okay, let's see. Uh, one from Patreon. Chevra is just sitting there. He's like, I just asked what the top pause ones were. <laughs> We've been on this Alk hype train for like 10 minutes. Uh, okay, so this is from Levi Rikonen. Love the last name. Love the name. Uh, hi, guys. Just became your Patreon here. Uh, came to your Patreon to ask, what do you guys think of offlane void? Any chance of it coming back? According to Dota buff, he actually has a higher win rate in the offlane than in the safe lane. So that sparked my interest. I used to play him as a three a couple of years back, and I still think the ult of Ags is crazy good, especially when combined with Invoker or a similar hero. Thank you and love your content. Thank you. We appreciate your support on patreon.com slash Dota Alchemy. Um, I love it. I, I, think, I think offlane Void is pretty good. I think Void in general right now is an extremely good hero. Yep. It has about a 60% win rate as one of the more picked heroes in uh, high-level pubs. I don't know if it's trickled down to the other brackets yet, but a lot of people are playing this hero as carry. Uh, going for, you know, Diffusal, Manta, Scotty, BKB, Mask of Madness, Mjolnir. All, all the typical carry items are... Are pretty effective on this hero 
Uh, so I, I, but I think as an offlaner, you can definitely go for like Vlad, Solar Crest, these um, pseudo carry items, and you'll still be good. You'll still do a good amount of damage, but you'll also offer utility to your team, and it's especially effective, like you said, if you have some hero to combo with. If you have some hero to do damage in Chrono, it's fantastic because then you're a Chronosphere at the very least, and that's a lot. Yeah, so yeah I, th I, th I think it's good. I think it's good right now, particularly because Void is just a broken hero. Speaking of which, that might be one of the top carries of of TI9. Yeah, That's he, he very, was another one. Awesome. He was another one that I was thinking of saying. Um, yeah, I. He's gonna be stable. I think he's gonna be the jug of of TI9. I think he's absolutely. Be it's like he doesn't really lose lanes. He no, scales incredibly well. There's yeah. nothing that counters him. It's like no matter what. Void against Slark, Void against Spectre. You just chrono the hero that's the problem and kill them and get items to counter them. Yep. There you go. Totally. I mean, he's even reasonably good against Alk in the late game because you can chrono him. <laughs> yeah. That's like one of the only ways to or, beat the Alk. Or chrono his team and kill his team and then kill him after. Like, there's, it gives you options. Chrono just chrono and just the way Void works gives you so many options. Yeah. What does the what does the Ags bring the cooldown of? 60 seconds. Six, Dude, six that's seconds. fucking broken. It's like one of the... Yeah. It's With a 25 talent, too? Yeah, that is that is ridiculous. You literally just have a black hole on a 60-second cooldown. Yep. <laughs> massive black hole. Yeah, yeah, he's a good hero. He's a good hero. The only problem with the offlane is it's very hard to get that much farm. So you're, you're probably not getting... Like, offlane, you'll get, like, fourth item ags or something. Third, fourth item. Uh, depending. Uh, approach says at... About 1,400 MMR, I have a 54% win rate and unranked, but I continue to lose ranked games. Any tips? Spam one hero. That's all I would say. You, you have to spam one hero and learn the hero in and out. Look at pro replays for that hero. Just like Dota is super hero-based right now. And uh, your win rate and unranked is probably because you're just getting matched with random people that aren't in your skill bracket. So, yeah. I, I any Anytime somebody's like, I'm stuck at 1,500, all I say is like... Get really, really good at one guy. Get yes. really good at one guy. Yeah. What is your versatility score is the first thing you should ask yourself if you're stuck at an MMR below 2,000. Like, it's it's very simple to get out of that bracket. Yeah. You just have to get good at one hero. Yeah. Uh, Dark Soulless Eyes says, purely theory crafting question for fun. Oh, God, we've seen how these go. <laughs> Thoughts on pushing the mid-level 1 tower before the horn? Liquid tried it at a tourney, but I don't believe it would be a useful strategy. It just gives the enemy mid the ability to control the wave in front of their tier 2, and your mid gets ganked forever. Any thoughts? That is an interesting point. I think it would almost be better to do it to the safe lane. That's probably even more viable, too. You just take their safe lane before the horn? And then huh. their safe laners. Well, you just have the whole jungle available to you. It, it, it's it's after the horn. Like you're, you can only take towers after the horn. Like they they were trying to do it, in like they sat. I'm pretty sure they sacked bounties to do it. Maybe they sacked bounties. Maybe they just all ran at the mid tier one. But anyway, yeah, like right after the horn. But the thing is, the reason Liquid was trying to do that was because. It was a I believe it was a game where taking the mid-tier one was very good for like the strategy of their game. Like some Medusa or something that wanted to or Alchemist that wanted to farm jungle. Mm -hmm. Like if the mid-tower opens up the game, then yeah, it's useful. That's the thing with the with the safe lane tier one, is it should usually be already pretty easy to take with your offlaner that you know it doesn't, right. doesn't add anything to take it early. But what so, if what if you what if you had somebody that was really good at taking the jungle there? 
I'm just trying to theory craft because he has said theory crafty questions. So it's like, if you could take that whole section of the jungle, it gives you an additional two camps, right? Plus the gold from the tower. Um, but I guess maybe they're too far away. Maybe, I don't know. What about taking the mid tier one and then just dual landing mid and just zoning? At, at the tier two? <laughs> no, no, you just zone the guy away from the creep wave. At, at the tier two. In front of your tier one. But, but the creepy equilibrium would meet at his tier two, is is the whole point. Not but, if you static the wave. I guess so. Yeah, like if you can static the wave after doing that, then sure, that sounds fantastic because he doesn't have anywhere to get like, rotations from. If you can from. static the wave where his tier one was, you could just dual lane it. Yeah. And just shit on a shit on a mid, and then they would dual lane it, but you'd win because they would. You'd have the closer tier one, and yeah. you'd be closer to runes. That'd be good. I do feel like the. Most mid heroes have push at this point, so it's kind of hard to static the wave. You'd, you'd have to basically not allow him to get anywhere near the also, wave. Also, range range creeps missing uphill is a problem too. That like makes it so it's hard. It's really hard to static the wave in mid. Yeah, you static it for like five seconds, then it pushes or pulls. You could probably static it on their high ground, like where their tier one used to be. That that's like probably the only place it would actually work. And then you'd have to have like maybe an undying or an ogre sitting on the other side of it, just zoning them from it. <laughs> but I don't yeah. think I don't think you'd 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 want the ogre to take the mid tier one. You'd want a bad in off lane. You'd want ogre, and you'd want probably like an enigma or something like that. Um, and then what else would help you take? You'd need a blightstone. You'd need Longdurid. Uh, yeah, Druid would be really good. And who else would provide extra against the tower? Um, hmm. Maybe Nature's Prophet, like Safely Nature's, I don't know, Safely Lone Druid, something like that. Dealing with last pick brood with no wave clearing here as you lose. I was reading a question from chat. All yeah. right, we're moving on. Uh, Prime Operator says, on his tiny guide, Donnie chose three toss chargers instead of the other talent. Why? Because I haven't updated it in six months. <laughs> <laughs> I think with the three toss chargers, people stopped going for that because, number one, they changed Avalanche, and number two, you don't really have mana to toss people, and people can just get BKB off anyway because you can't target people who are being tossed with toss. So there's a tiny window that people can... Yeah, that, that guide was last updated when t the toss charges were considered broken because you could just permanently lock people down and kill them. Yeah. Back in the day. Dan1 says, how to regain control over the game when the mid player loses the mid lane and falls like two levels behind the opponent mid laner. Uh, have a support take mid and then they go jungle and they roam. That's that's basically it. I, I, it it's, it's, re it's relatively easy, actually, because... Uh, they can get, they can just open up the game by by roaming and and being but the thing is like when you're just statically laning it, it's not that being two levels behind it hurts it's the static laning what, in that position right it's it's laning for five minutes after being two levels behind that that makes that a a problem in the game yeah and unfortunately in most pubs that's going to be the case like people don't people don't really start lane swapping until immortal so. If you're if you're in a spot where you have a mid or a carrier or whatever who's getting dumpstered, and you ask them to go somewhere else, they're probably going to be like, "Where am I supposed to go? I'm, this is my lane." 
we'll tell you to leave and you'll be like all right man but uh i don't know like yeah, if you're meant an idiot and also losing then you probably lose anyway though because that's yeah. like generally that's just like a griefing shit player yeah so all right that's it for questions we're done cool we're out of here good stuff thank you guys for tuning in um guess we'll see you on thursday and uh let us know what you uh what you think about the the scheduling i suppose like hit us up hit us up in the sli- slide into our dms or just uh just comment something anyway should schedule the replay review yeah i guess so whatever man all right see you later <laughs> <laughs> no seriously thanks for tuning in guys and thanks to our patrons as always we'll see you next time